Hello, Kevin. Awesome. You guys are nerds. Damn right. Oh, Kevin, you're so witty. I would stab someone in the face. Oh, that's gross. I'm cutting this, by the way. Bad Philosophy, episode 132, recorded on February 1st, 2013, of television. Welcome in one to Bad Philosophy. Uh, we are back, and uh, it's a little bit different and new and more frequent. Uh, man, it's, it hasn't been that long since we recorded the last episode. Um, Not terribly long, no. Yeah, right. we might. We'll, so we'll get two full-length episodes in January. And Yay! And then a couple of weekly wise. So well, yeah. we're, we're not in January anymore. We oh, crap! It's February. It, is, it is February first, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so well, we got two. So we got a weekly Y and a full episode of January. Yeah. So uh, we are back. And uh, as, as I kind of telegraphed on the last episode, there is a Coursera course in Introduction to Philosophy course um, taught by the University of Edinburgh in Scotland. And it is, uh, it has started. So this, this week was the, the very first week of my very first Coursera course. And it, I, I'm, I'm taking it mainly as a, a review of the subject more mm-hmm. than anything. Um, I have definitely gotten rusty on some of the core concepts. And I mean, hell, I did get a degree in it, so I should probably be at least semi-fluent in it. Maybe. Um, yeah. And uh, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been interesting so far. There, there hasn't been much. So the, the first week was a single, well, a single series of videos. Um, they basically add up to a lecture's worth of material, about an hour of, of video constantly okay. if you watch it at single speed which there is actually the option to <laughs> speed up the video watch it at what time and a quarter time and a half time and a half um which the uh, scottish professor his name is uh, dave wolf and when you speed him up he sounds very much like this so uh we're going to uh, do a little bit of philosophy and uh yeah <laughs> he's he definitely has kind of like a halting style to yeah. his, his lecture approach but uh seems like a very cool guy uh, not too heavy on the scottish accent either he's uh He's a cool dude. And he, he wears it a, a, a jumper. <laughs> he wears like three layers of clothing. The guy must be miserably hot in front of the, the camera lights on these videos. But maybe he's just really cold. Maybe. That's why he wore the, all the clothing. They film it outside in, in Scotland in the wintertime. I don't know. Oh. Uh, that would suck. So the first week really was where it should start. What is philosophy? Um, it, he, there were a few lectures on um, what is it? Is it fundamental? Is it important? Uh, the question of the meaning of life and some concluding thoughts. So what I, what I kind of like to do today is not get too too metaphilosophical. Um, there will definitely be opportunities for that at the end of the, the course about just like how Coursera presented things. But mm-hmm. um, I felt it was a it was a, it was a very very good, very concise, uh, very approachable introduction to the subject. Um, he was doing some metaphilosophy in the process of asking what is philosophy. Sure you actually end up doing some philosophy. So in the interest of, of not completely retreading the uh, material from, from Coursera, because you know, for those of y'all, if you are coming from the Coursera uh, course, if you're one of the, the almost 100,000 people signed up for this course worldwide, uh, which still Hi, sounds I'm Kevin. Uh, welcome, we're, we're the bad philosophers. And uh, this is the first of what, what I hope to, to be a weekly installment of Coursera Diaries, uh, just my experience with the Coursera course and the, um, some thoughts on the subject of the week. So what I feel we can do is, is 
apply in a way the content of the, f the first week of lectures here of, of the uh, introduction to philosophy course you know and we mm -hmm. we do this not very rigorously throughout yeah. throughout our entire the show history. is called bad philosophy it is called bad philosophy for a reason we're not good philosophers which in itself is a is an interesting question of What's like what makes a good philosopher or a bad philosopher yeah. uh and and i would say that you know we could spend an entire episode on that perhaps <laughs> but um, we want to do something a little bit more approachable, which is to, to sort of go about this um, this process of, of critically thinking about the world. So one of the things Dave says is um, he he sees philosophy in general as um, he'd like to suggest a definition of it, which is good philosophy is the activity of working out the right way of thinking about the things that matter most to us. Now, I know you're going to come right off the bat and say, the right way? <laughs> Actually, that wasn't what I was thinking. Yeah. No? I was just trying to parse that sentence in my head because it was tricky. Say it again. Good, good philosophy? Don't say is, it in an accent. Just say, say it like, okay, so fine. I can understand what you're saying. Good philosophy is the activity of working out the right way of thinking about the things that matter most to us. Okay, now I'm going to say the right way? Okay, there you so go. Once so. I figured out what, it was, what he was saying, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yes, we're on the same page. I didn't... But, um, it was one of those things where, like many philosophers, they phrase things in ways that aren't always the most straightforward. No. Which is not to say they're not, not clear. They're just, they're, they kind of wander a little bit. Uh, well, I'd say in, in, the, in the broad spectrum of you know, philosophical statements, this is a pretty approachable one. Yeah, well. Um, just, what's, just, what's the name of that, that, that thing? It's a type of sentence. I think it's a, called a garden path sentence. <laughs> It takes a long time to get around to what. Well, it's... no, it's it's it seems like it's going to be saying one thing, but it changes. Oh, okay. Um, for example, there's a famous one that I, the only one I can remember right now is called "The Old Man, the Boat." Um, and and reading it is trickier than saying it. Okay, and, I, and I'm saying it poorly, but um, I'm going to find this. I want to say it's "Garden Path" is what it's called, a garden path sentence. Where because I mean, the old quest for peace, the old man, oh, the garden boat. path sentence. Here's a yeah. Wikipedia article. Okay, um, the old meaning those who are elderly man the boat, not the old man the boat. Uh, so it's it's one of those where it starts to sound like something, but it's based on your expectations. Oh, the old man the boat. Yes. Yeah. See. Okay. <laughs> That's the one like, I could... And they have a few of them here. Yeah. The man whistling tunes pianos. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> the whistling man tunes. Okay, well, I I actually ended up reading it correctly. <laughs> um, the man whistling tunes pianos. The cotton clothing is made of grows in Mississippi. <laughs> the, the cotton, cotton clothing, clothing is, is made, made of, of grows, grows in, Mississippi. in Mississippi. So yeah. <laughs> the complex houses married and single soldiers and their families. The complex houses. houses. <laughs> See, <laughs> it's one of those. It's it's like wait, you read it once and you're like, wait a wait, minute, wait. <laughs> oh, that's what it means. I like these. Uh, the sour drink from the ocean. <laughs> the sour drink from the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Garden path sentences. Garden path sentences. And then that's that's what that reminded me of. Was, was his it? phrasing was. I don't know. I'm not saying it was a garden path sentence, but it reminded me of that where I had to sort of trek my way through it and match all the okay. words up in order. I I thought I thought it was more straightforward. Well, you're reading it, and that changes the the perception of reading versus seeing. Okay. 
Well, anyways, so so he that's his suggestion. Okay. Uh, for a definition of you know good philosophy. And I don't find it terribly offensive. Right. So. Because I'm the arbiter of all that is. I, yeah, and and regardless of doing the the meta philosophy of like, all right, is that a good yeah, way yeah. of defining it and everything? Because taking that's that really is, what taking this is that about. as a given. Taking that as a given. Um, he he suggests coming at the uh, mission of asking of the question, what is philosophy? Thinking about it. Sure. Thinking the right way about it. As um, you know, coming up for a few different ways, you can take the, the practical route, which is you have to sort of get, as he says, stuck in it. Uh, you have to actually do it, which is very meta because the whole first episode is him actually applying this practical strategy uh, and getting you know the viewer to do uh -huh. it the same. Uh, the definitional strategy, which is looking at the word, you know, where did the etymology of the mm -hmm. word, where did it come from, you know, love of knowledge and all that stuff. And then finally, the, the deferential strategy, which is, well, I give up. What did other people say about it? And what does that, he think? <laughs> this is kind of the approach that um, he links in the uh, further reading to uh, Philosophy Bites, another great podcast. It's um, much more popular than ours. Much more popular than ours, and they actually get to talk to a bunch of philosophers. Although we've and, been around longer. We have. Um, as far as I know, we're the oldest philosophy podcast on the internet. Wow. As far as I know. Do we... Is that really something to be that we should like advertise? Like, I mean, we could mention it. The longest running philosophy podcast on the internet. Uh, I mean, it's, okay. I mean, I mean it's it's like it's shouting, thing. "We got there first, Which <laughs> first is not is not super <laughs> awesome or doesn't mean anything in terms of quality. Not really, no. But it's kind of cool. It is. It's like it's like when businesses put like, "This is the year we were established, yeah. and we've been in business for I mean, this long." I don't know that we are, but of the philosophy podcasts I have found, mm -hmm. I think we are the oldest. Right. Well, um, I'm gonna have to look that up. We're, cool. I'm pretty sure we're older than Philosophy Bites. Um, but anyways, uh, there's a Philosophy Bites where they have they kind of compiled at the end of or maybe at the beginning of a lot of their interviews with major philosophers. They asked mm -hmm. those philosophers, "What is philosophy?" Yeah. Instead of including this in each interview, they saved that and then compiled it after like two ah, years of running funny. or whatever into one episode with all these answers. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it's interesting because you, you, you really get then the broad spectrum. A lot of them will, will go, well, this is what it means to me. Mm -hmm. um, some will quote another philosopher's definition and say, I agree with that or I like this. Mm -hmm. uh, a few refuse to answer at all. Um, a lot come up with their own definition uh -huh. on the spot. And, you know, it, it gets around to these, these various different, um, different ideas. And, I, I think it would be interesting then to kind of, let, let's see if we can think philosophically about something else. Okay. Because, the, you know, the, uh, what, what I have taken out of mm -hmm. my philosophy degree is a tendency or perhaps a, um, a bad habit of, <laughs> and you can, you can say good or bad, of, yeah. of thinking about almost everything uh, in, in philosophical terms, which, which is not always received well uh, in the world, <laughs> you know, when Doesn't someone goes, bad, but, but wait, why, are, why do you believe this? Or, you know, uh -huh. but, but wait, is there's, what if there's a better way to do this? Or mm -hmm. what, you know, how did you get to thinking about it this way? Or, or mm -hmm. you know, does this really work? And I don't know, you know, this sort of criticism and critical sure. thinking, I, I think is, is just part of what I do. Well, and, and it's a big um, part of philosophy. It is. Being, it's a huge part being of philosophy. That critical thinker. And one of one of the great things I took away from this this first episode was mm -hmm. uh, the worst thing you can do with a philosophical question is answer it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in the attempt to answer it, you come up with a lot of questions and sure. a lot of perspectives, and and that it's the process. Right? I will so, say, just thinking about about bad philosophy, which I'm I'm kind of doing. Sure, about, you can do that. that. Um, 
is I will say, regardless of what else we've done, mm -hmm. I'd like to think that one of our big things we've done for a long time has been critically thinking about stuff. I, I in, would say that in, is a... As, as far as we... You know, the show's changed in mm -hmm. the past five years quite a bit in, in different ways. You know, we had our newsreaders segment for a while yeah. where we did stuff like that. I mean, and, and good, bad, and different, it's, it's morphed and changed. Well, there's and been a lot of opinion. I mean, the, and the, the mm -hmm. difference between opinion and critical thinking is, is a very muddy one yes um, you know you can easily get from one to the other i, I would say mm -hmm. critically thinking about uh, what we've done i have more often than not tried to actually answer the questions that we asked well of course you, you have um, <laughs> and to be fair i have too and been frustrated particularly earlier on in, in oh, the definitely. series because um, I, I think i was much more answer driven earlier in the years of bad philosophy than i am nowadays mm -hmm. Um, I'm much more willing to just say, let's get, come up with the questions and go from there. Right. Um, and just be comfortable asking, 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 mm -hmm. and, and going, well, what if we try this? Or what yeah. about this way of thinking about it? And such and so Although forth. Although, is, is, I'm sure the, um, I haven't listened to an actual episode in a while. Is the you're wrong still in the opening opening music sequence where I go, you're wrong? Um, or has that been phased I, out? I can't remember. I don't think it is Because you've changed anymore. them a few times. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest, that, that is something that was... And I'm I'm still opinionated. That's not changing. Right. But you don't say that as much. But anymore. I I or if I do, I say it much more kind of in a joking fashion and right. trying to be. Because it's one of the things that I'm not. All, I I don't believe that there are just wrong answers anymore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and that's what what almost like it seems a little bit inconsistent about his definition is like well the right way yeah the, I mean a singular right way is like well <laughs> and and granted it's the activity of working out the right way uh -huh. or or working out but that's right that's way. it's I would prefer working out a right way mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> or a way not even a right way <sighs> yeah but. anyways well we're gonna try to work out a right way of thinking about a, a subject that is very near and dear to both of us and probably to you and Definitely too to much a, a lot of people in the world. Um, hmm? Unless you're just too much of a hipster. Unless you're just too much of a hipster. Uh, that's television. Uh, yeah, I mean, a, a hipster probably wouldn't own a television. Yeah, to that's, how you, that's, that's one of the warning signs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't <laughs> you, own a you television. You may be a hipster if. <laughs> if or, and and you don't, it, just not owning a television doesn't make you a hipster. The desire to make people understand that you don't own a television mm. makes you a hipster. When you have to tell people that, yeah. that's a difference. Actually, I, I think for a, well, no, she, I've, I've known people who don't own televisions just because they, they download all their stuff and watch it on their computer. Mm. That's not not owning a television. It's you, Your television is your computer, vice versa. Which is yeah. something we're going to talk about. Okay, well, let's, let's, so obviously but, this raises interesting yeah. questions. So <laughs> what, what we'd like to do then for this episode is kind of go through uh, the different approaches that, that Dave Ward does in... Um, in kind of critically thinking about philosophy itself uh, and do the philosophy of television, you know, and kind yeah. of ask first. A philosophy of television. A philosophy of television, the bad philosophy <laughs> of television. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, you know, the, the practical approach, I suppose, if we're going to just, just go down these. Well, let, so I, I find it odd that he does that one first. Uh -huh. Let's go with the definitional yeah, let's look at uh, a word. version first, because that's the easiest. That's mm -hmm. where every high school debate that's where every writer terrible starts. freshman English paper starts. The Oxford the, Dictionary yeah. of the English Language. Miriam Webster says. Television. And I actually am going to do this on my computer. Uh, <laughs> I actually, in, in <laughs> one of my very first college classes, I got dressed down by a teacher for using that. Oh. Um, which I appreciate. Like, at the time, it made me mad. Mm. But I kind of appreciate that it was early on. They said, look, 
don't do this. Yeah. Don't do this. I don't it, care what a dictionary says. As embarrassing as if they had actually come up to you and pantsed you in front of the. I mean, well, class, it wasn't. Right? It wasn't not in front of the class. It was just in the notes. Oh. But okay. it was. It was. It. It felt like very. It was Ooh. very like. Again, and I didn't like this professor very much, mm-hmm. um, and I still don't have fond memories of her. But it was a situation where. It was Dr. Ashby Martin, wasn't it? No, no? it was not. This was is. Not, the, okay. I, um, I you never had. I, I have a lot of respect for Dr. Ashby Martin. Yeah. I do not have a lot of respect for this professor. Okay. But that's, again, neither here nor there. Um, but it was one of those things where it was, it was put very plainly to me, mm. this is not how you write a paper. Okay. Do not do this. I can look up a friction dictionary definition myself. <laughs> so I don't uh, care what the dictionary says. This is more than that. Warning. Uh, so what does the dictionary say? Let's see is. what the dictionary says about now. So, so perhaps the right way of thinking about this is not to start with the definition. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a way. So it's let's see, way. Let's, let's, see let's give it a try. Let's this. see what the so, definition says. Television. Uh, first, it's a noun meaning a system for transmitting visual images and sounds that are reproduced on screens. That's useless. I don't want that definition. Chief, well, I'm not done. Chiefly okay. used to broadcast programs for entertainment, information, and education. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think we're thinking about television like the the mechanism here. Well, we might be. There but are. I, I'm just. Okay, there's De- more. Definitions there's more. tend to have multiple parts. I'm and, aware. Uh, that was Don't the get first me started. Okay. I'm just I'm commentaring <laughs> as we go. All right. Um, also, sub-definition, the activity, profession, or medium of broadcasting on television. Uh, neither of my children showed me the merest inclination to follow me into television, like as a, as a profession, you know, mm-hmm. television news. Mm-hmm. Um, then television programs, Dan was sitting on the sofa watching television. Mm-hmm. Um, then finally, uh, the mechanical tel- television set, uh-huh. a device that receives television signals and reproduces them on a screen. Sure. So from, you know, the etymology being... Um, Early 20th century, actually. It was an invented word. Uh, Tele, at a distance, and then vision, which comes from... uh, 2C. 2C, yeah. Videre. 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 Latin? Latin, yeah. Yeah. Then what's... Because there's there's another Latin that is not vision or visere. It's... it's, I only know this because theatron is the seeing place. Okay. Um, The place where you see, which is also from... No, that's Greek. That's, that's Greek. Greek. They is usually, yeah. I, I, I forgot who the first theater people were for the, a minute. Theater. Theater comes from, from, comes from the theatron, well, which was... Latin. Well, yeah. Latin theatrum, Greek theatron from theaste, which was uh, behold. Yeah. Well, the theatron was the viewing place, yeah. um, which actually did overlook Athens, like you, from... from the theater you saw Athens, like oh, there was a cool. performance space, and then there was Athens behind it. Man, that's um, cool. It was. I mean, it's oh. kind of cool. Like you can go look up some of the. I mean, there was more than one theater. Obviously, there right. were there were numerous. But that theaters. may have been one of the early ones. That was one of the. Well, it was. It's one of the most famous ones. We'll put okay. it that way. Um, but it was the place where you saw, and and part of it because theater was a civic event. Yeah. Part of it was seeing the city. Yeah. I mean, and so it's, you know, you're participating in it was a civic duty and it was a, a big honor. And to see it was reminding you of... The, of this is who we are. This is who we are. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, man. Although certainly acting in television is no longer seen as a civic duty. No. No, it is not. Um, so, okay, that's, that's the definitional form. So that, that 
for one thing, limits it in, in, in some important ways that yeah. I'm just I'm just spitballing. Yeah, here. yeah. It, it limits it to let's get let's get back to the actual definition, but it, it sort of brings about that that 20th century vibe, you mm-hmm. know, of okay, this is the television of your of your grandfather. You know, oh, yeah. this is a tube TV base. You know, a cathode ray tube mm-hmm. took an electrical signal that was broadcast through the air on a certain radio frequency. This is where Doctor Who came from. I mean, this is <laughs> right. You know, this, this sort of that that sort of and and again, broadcast television. Mm-hmm. It was a single tower group of towers that transmitted the signal and you, that was you, received by antennas. You had a device that pulled it out of the air and rendered it on your screen. Yep. In a home, right? So we really, you know, and it starts to to get it at kind of the the second uh, thing, which is all right. Let, let's let's talk about the practical experience of television because mm-hmm. that that certainly was the experience of it uh, for a lot of people oh, growing yeah. up. I mean, that, that arguably tel- still is. Arguably still is. You know, we're we're sitting in the living room of my house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sitting right there, ten hey, feet from the TV. us. Is and a connect. Is a TV is it, with is it tracking me like in that movie? It's not. It's oh. it's off right now. Yeah. So I'm not covered in little green dots. You're not. No. Man. You're covered. You're covered in nothing. Well, I mean, Wait. clothes. But I'm not naked. You're not. <laughs> Although, there's probably one bad philosophy that we've done where I'm naked. I, I probably. Don't, I don't want to know. I don't know which one. Which one? I'm <laughs> just saying, when I lived in Ohio and had an apartment by myself, it's, you, it's very likely that I probably recorded one of these naked. You, you have the liberty now, our dear listeners, of imagining Kevin <laughs> naked as a, as a naked disembodied I mean, voice. And the thing is, you don't know which one it is, and I don't know which one it is. Like, if you go back and listen to the archives, anytime I'm in Ohio, there is a distinct possibility I'm not wearing any clothes. There's a finite number of episodes in which you were naked. And I, I, I don't, again... I don't know that I did that. I don't have like proof that I did that, but it seems like something I might have done. Okay. Uh, well, anyways, television. Um, <laughs> it's so. Anyways, right here in the living room. Look, there's a TV. There's a TV, um, and and for the most part, it's it's the same idea that has been around since the 1940s, 50s. Mm-hmm. Like really, the 50s was was kind of the 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 broad. Doctor Who started in 53, so we'll do that. Yeah. No, no um, 63. Sorry. Well, the 50s were kind of the rollout yeah, of television. Yeah. As that episode of Doctor Who uh, on the... Which was know, set in 1963. Was it set in 1963? Yes. Oh, okay. Because well, it, was, it was set like it ends... They meant to go into it, the 50s. It but ends seconds before if the beginning of Doctor Who. Okay. There's, there's a little snippet at the end of... If we're thinking of the same episode, which oh. is to say the Idiot Lantern... It is that one, yeah. Yeah, I didn't catch there's, that. There's, there's a little clip, like, coming up next on the BBC, a new show, and you see, like, very briefly, like, what would be the intro, and oh, then it cuts. Um, that's clever. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of, this is the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who this year. Is it? Yeah. I'm sure they're going to do some big... Oh, they're already big. doing stuff. Yeah. Like, there's, there's a big thing going to happen, but mm-hmm. um, it's the... What are they doing? Um, every month... The BBC America mm-hmm. is doing a retrospective on each Doctor. Ooh. So they've already done the first Doctor, mm-hmm. um, where they do like an hour-long sort of talking head interview about it, and then show a classic Doctor Who serial oh. from that era. Um, awesome. And they, they, they edited a little bit, and they cut out the, the um, credits at the end of each episode, so it mm-hmm. just seems like one really long episode, which, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
but but yeah. So anyways. I watched I watched the Aztecs recently. So 1963 uh-huh. was you know so for 50 odd years this this 50 thing plus, actually yeah. 50 years. Well, 50 years since 1963. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. I mean, right. And, and in my the, mind, that's the beginning of TV. And again, like <laughs> the, the beginning of something is not the first time that it appears in the world. It's it the, you know beginnings of the personal computer were. You know, you you can place that in a lot of different places. Yes, and, and it's, it's sort of when mass distribution happens, mm-hmm. uh, or you know, at at some sort of scale, and that again gets we could go down yeah. that rabbit trail. Well, I mean, Hitler broadcast his the his Olympics. opening speech for the Olympics. Was, right, was a, a television thing. And that, so was that, cla- was... that came in contact. Right, that was like one of yes. the first. They broadcast that. It was meant back to be yes uh, with the carrier wave <laughs> because it, well it was the first thing it was meant to be able to be going into space or something like that. It yeah. was a big, a powerful broadcast physically. Which actually rabbit trail on that? Um, that's not actually a thing, right? Like you would have to have a very very powerful. Uh, at some there's some distance yes in which no. the 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 transmitted um, those transmitted signals television signals just just dissipate like the amplitude the amplitude diminishes uh with the square of the distance because it's a it's an expanding sphere mm-hmm. and at some point that amplitude gets so low that it's indistinguishable from the cosmic background or from, Probably, from other yes. from interstellar radiation like yes. basically it, it just gets unless it's an intentionally them. directed transmission right which they were not which I mean, would be was... like you know throwing a hair at Something really big, an elephant, and trying to poke it in the eye from 100 miles away. Right, <laughs> and it's it's just ridiculously imprecise. Yes. Um, yeah. So so it, it's based on dubious science, granted. <laughs> That's <laughs> <But> okay. <laughs> anyways, but it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's an okay um, movie. So, anyways, television. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be saying that a lot. Uh, it's so it has remained relatively unchanged as an activity. Mm-hmm. You sit down, you tune to a channel, you watch a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, what those shows often in a specific time, often at a specific time. I mean, that, that, and that idea of shows being, um, you know, starting on a on a on an hour, same bat time, you know, same bat channel. Although the hour system is a much bigger deal here in the U.S. than it is in the U.K. For really? example, really, okay, um, they have shows that start fifteen minutes after the hour. Hmm. Um, it and it's and there are probably practical reasons for why it came to be that way. Right. Um, you know, the hour and half hour. Um, but it is it is not the case in a lot of British television shows that it has to be on the hour. Right. Um, and it didn't used to be that way in the U.S. I was I read um, Ken Levine, who is a uh, he was a showrunner on Cheers mm-hmm. and Mash, and he did a lot of different TV shows, sitcoms primarily over the years. Uh-huh. Frasier, um, who has a blog now because because it's the future and we have yeah. blogs now. And um, he talked about that that it used to be that time slots weren't fixed on the hour huh um and well they do vary by a few seconds but for the most part well yeah but not they're not meant to right it's meant Uh, to be and a lot of that is sort of the mechanization of television the predictability of it Mm -hmm. you know the the whole tv guide system is based Mm -hmm. around like all right we're going to create this grid for you so that you can navigate this sea of programming um modern video, video recorders digital video recorders have to stick to that, you know, as far as they do have to stick that. Although nowadays they have the ability that they can start whenever a program starts, like if right. whenever a program is scheduled to start. Yes, so and, it's and not tied to like it an will, hour. And it half will hour. sort of auto adjust and things uh-huh. like that. And you know, I remember the early TiVo days. You had to do a little bit of like 
guesswork and like you add a minute on the beginning and end mm. for that. Now they do that on that. Like, like my, my DVR has three minutes on either side that, yeah. or, or a minute and a half on either side, three minutes total. It just does it. It starts yeah. early, ends late, just in case. Just in case. <laughs> um, but for the most part, that, that sort of this structure to the broadcast mm-hmm. and all this has become the stuff that we recognize as television. Yeah, so in, definitely. The, in, the, in the practical experience of television, through a TV, mm-hmm. these are the types of things that we talk about. And yes, it varies regionally. It varies by the channel. You know, mm-hmm. there were there were television stations like CNN was very different for being an, an only news channel back when it was an only news channel. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's something else now. But you know, instead of having news be a particular thing that happened on the channel at mm-hmm. a time, and uh, you know, th- those those sort of those sort of content changes are, are minute. Those are, those are the variations within what most people agree is the medium of television. Yeah. Um, so, it, you know, and it's interesting that we sort of um, veered into a historical approach to it. We yeah, did, we did. Um, and, and that's Well, by discussing sort of the, the experience of it. I mean, we, by discussing yeah. the experience, we discussed how we've experienced, how others experienced. So let's let's take a let's take a brief detour into the the deferential strategy. Let's let's okay. see what other how other people and we've gotten the definition of the Oxford mm-hmm. uh, Dictionary of the English Language. What how other people define yeah. um, philosophy or what other people say television is. So just going to do a, a good a good. Uh, it's not something that we that we will put into the episode or talk about, but a good place for a discussion about TV uh-huh. in the medium of television is the work of Charlie Brooker. Okay. Um, primarily his shows like You Have Been Watching, Screen Wipe, News Wipe, um, How TV Ruined Your Life. Those <laughs> are a few of them. He's done, he's done a half a dozen or so different series about television. Screen Wipe is probably his best known. Um, and he just started doing, like a year, last year he did a thing, something called The Black Mirror, which is fictional, but is Ooh. also dealing with TV and screens. And I haven't watched it yet, but I'm super excited. Um, where he, he does talk sort of in-depth about all these little individual bits of, of what makes TV and how does TV work. Another good thing, and we've, we've seen this recently, is um, the movie, God. Network? Network, the network, or network. <laughs> network. Just, it's just network, yeah. yeah. God. God, network's great. It's a, and it's a fantastic bit of, and granted, it's a film mm-hmm. analyzing the medium of television. Certainly. But it's it Freaking might as prophetic. well be yeah it's it's a very very <laughs> from prophetic the seventies from the seventies seventies yeah, yeah. Um, which really anticipated kind of the next twenty to thirty years of of where television yeah. would go and he, even today where oh, yeah. it is you yeah. know and and that I think there's an, an interesting thing and well you know we can we can wrap it up <laughs> a very good thing we're never going to talk about what we actually wanted to talk about but um, we'll, we'll get there well <laughs> I, and just to go meta I believe we are okay you know, this, this whole but before again, we do we're that, doing the activity of figuring out the right way of yes. thinking about television so you know okay let's let's start to let's let's get into a little bit before we do that I have to pee okay um all right so while you were relieving yourself, Kevin, uh-huh. um, I took the liberty of pulling up the Wikipedia article on television. Um, this is what people say. This is what people the say. The democratization about it. of knowledge. And it, it really, it, it's, it takes a historical approach, for uh-huh. sure. You know, as, as most Wikipedia articles do, they start with the history of the thing. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of information about kind of the the distribution of programming and the the distribution of, of television the televisions themselves mm-hmm. um, 
distribution of funding around the globe to television. Of course, you know, the Northern Hemisphere is going to be pretty, pretty dark when it comes to that sort of thing. <laughs> um, tell, and that's television sets per thousand people. Most of Africa, zero to 50. Um, yeah. Interesting enough. If you, I'm sure if you looked at like cell phone saturation, Africa would actually be a lot, a lot more complete. It's it's scary how so? fast. Yeah, it, it's something not a lot of Americans are aware of, but but cell phones are ubiquitous in Africa. Um, it is because they're used for payments. They're used for almost anything, hmm. even in in to a where greater you, extent than this power. From? I'm curious. Uh, multiple sources, uh, journalists who live over there, hmm. and just you know, I've not heard of this. Data so so, yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. Um, it's a strange phenomenon. You should definitely. But I would I would it. argue that cell phones have. Cell phones have gone from luxury to commodity within my lifetime. They're now a personal necessity in that part. I mean, of the world and because... and in in a way that that I think television may have taken longer to go through, and some of that is is they just got cheaper to make because of we've gotten better at producing electronics and things like that. Well, television itself is is inherently, I mean, and by most definitions, a a one way medium. It is yes. it is a form of of single uh, unidirectional communication yes. and and i guess unidirectional communication is almost like a contradiction because well it is i mean communication can be one yeah, way or yeah. two way or yeah. multi-way yeah um so it is a means of taking a single thing and distributing it identically well, virtually identically to millions of people or billions potentially of people, right um you know single source multiple mm -hmm. reception um and it, it is broadcasting one it's might say broadcast right right <laughs> it so is that, cast to a broad the, number of people well uh, you know but is and and okay but that that idea of broadcasting is one aspect of television but it may not be a necessary component to it one of the things they haven't introduced in the philosophy courses yet is this idea necessary of, versus necessary sufficient, versus sufficient. you know where what are the things without which something is not what it is yeah. versus what are the the many the things that it might contain i would i would argue as it stands now, there has to be some element of broadcast for it to be called television. Well, I, I would I would posit this that it it's well okay. Well, we're we're kind of jumping the gun a little. We are bit. A getting bit. into 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 you know <laughs> our the subject our contemporary definition of, of television. You know, yes. what it is, but um, I would suggest maybe that uh, in a very broad sense that it is the idea of taking one thing. One one moving picture or image or whatever, mm -hmm. and broadcasting it to at least two other people. I would, and it's funny that I'm without I'm, them being able to. I'm not send expecting back. myself to say this, but yeah. I I feel like I because I on a fundamental level that makes sense as a definition. Like I like that. Okay. But part of me is going. There is something different, and it and it's probably just bias on my part between even the guild and house of cards okay and and this is interesting and, and I, so i'm not i'm not scale. placing the difference and i can't i can't figure out why i think well, that's different so i have i have a bit of a counterexample. all right uh -huh. currently television consists in thousands of channels uh, well hundreds, hundreds of channels on on any given satellite tv package sure. you know and satellite television was a huge leap you know this, oh, yeah. this ability to broadcast from to, space from space 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 uh hundreds of channels that you could all tune to 
there are certain channels on there which I'm sure at some point in human history were only being watched by a couple of people. Yes. Okay. And, and, and that's... But are, is, it, is it the capacity for them to reach millions of people that makes it television? I don't know. Right? Because... Because if it's the capacity, then that invalidates my entire argument. It does. Because those shows and the mediums through which they go now, which is the internet, which uh -huh. is, has, has been a very... Dis you know, hell, let's just start that. <laughs> All right. So, so then, you know, 50 years go by, then the internet comes along, right? And, 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 and throws a wrench into everything. Throws a wrench into everything because it has the ability to also transmit moving and going back to the original images. Is it a matter of intent? Transmitting Does, is intent and the issue? Moving images that can be monochrome or colored without, with or without accompanying sound. The internet had the ability to do that. You know, and, the, and by the way, it says is a telecommunication medium. And so telecommunication mediums mm -hmm. now encompass the internet and, and cell phones television. and TVs. And, right. I mean, yes. Yeah. It's, um, there are many things which can do this process of transmitting that aren't television that aren't television. or that maybe they are maybe that's the whole th issue well they they then fall under we had to create a broader category mm -hmm. right of telecommunication yes far far communication far talk or far far whatever talking talking at a distance uh, yeah. interaction at a distance uh well we said tv is a well, one-way communication so I mean, yeah telecommunication yeah yeah and it's um so so then the internet comes along and People really started thinking of it as a distribution mechanism mm -hmm. in the same style as television, I think, in the late 90s, early 2000s. I'm, I'm thinking... Because bandwidth caps were... Or, or bandwidth capabilities. Like there, yeah, were, there were yeah. technical limitations to the early internet medium that you couldn't, made it You couldn't difficult. send big videos. Even even right. minute-long videos were, were... Were very... I mean, you had they had to be highly compressed. They were not much more than just a sequence of... of frames sometimes you know? yeah um, and that again that like line between whether it's an animation or videos is <laughs> very blurry. i would argue is unnecessary that's not a definition i care about okay or distinction Anyways, I we'll, care we'll about. get into but, that yeah. some other time. but you know what we consider television what 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 is television we talked about in, in, a, in a recent episode is this 30 frames or or um pal is 24 no it's actually the other way around i think it's 24 here and pal's 30 or Pals 50 no, hertz. No, Pals 50, 50 hertz, hertz, 25. So it's yeah, 25 frames US per second. US is 60 hertz. Versus, versus uh, 30 frames NTSC. Um, video, you know, so 30 yeah. frame per second, 25 to 30 frame per second video. Uh -huh. That's video. Uh, uh -huh. At a particularly high resolution where you can distinguish detail and facial mm -hmm. features and things like this, right? So that really got going around 2003, 2004 with the introduction of YouTube. Mm -hmm. You know, there were websites for distributing video. But YouTube was kind of a groundbreaker. Because was... porn, right? <laughs> 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 um, there's, there's a movie about this. I won't say Which a great I, I think movie. We've, I think we've said, or I don't know if we mentioned it here before, but one of the reasons Betamax was not eventually successful was because of porn. Porn, um, yeah. They, they refused to license it to those who were creating dirty movies. Mm -hmm. And now and nobody uses Betamax well, anymore. Nobody uses no, VHS v anymore yeah. either. <laughs> to but be fair, nobody uses VHS. VHS lasted longer. Yeah. I saw a VHS tape today. It was really? In the wild. Yeah, it was strange. It was really strange. It was in a store, like in the kids' section of a store. I was I went into like a, a pawn shop a few days ago and saw a VHS tape, wow. but it was a pawn shop, so I wasn't surprised. Right, but this was like like seriously. Here, entertain your kid. Pop in a VHS tape over cool. here. 
they wouldn't know what to do with it. They'd probably be like up at the screen, like tapping it and wanting it to do stuff back at them. Like that's a horrible way to entertain a modern child. Um, I don't know, the, dude. Maybe. Well, Nick, YouTube is huge for kids. Yeah. Now, like I said, oh god. I mean, anyway. Well, and Netflix has their own for kids. Netflix interface. has a kids section. They have a kids interface. Oh my god. Um, is it a special app you download? No, or? it's it's part. Of, I mean, you can set it up on a computer or on most mm -hmm. of the Netflix devices. You know, Wii or Xbox. But it just gives you access to like this kid-friendly. It's a kid-friendly, you know, um, curated TV shows um, and a, a kid-friendlier interface. Mm -hmm. In the same way that you're used to be kid-friendly television channels, like Nickelodeon, well, there still are kid-friendly channels. I mean, well, Cartoon yeah, Network, God. Nickelodeon, Disney, Disney XD, Toon Disney, mm. um, and The Hub is yeah. the new one. The Hub is the host of. Um, my Little Pony Friendship is Magic. So oh, I had no relevant. idea. Here's the thing. So, so <laughs> yeah, a lot of, I don't know the TV channel it's on. Where, where, I, where we and a lot of, I guess, our current generation come mm -hmm. at this now is we just think of, we go, we go straight to the content. Rather than thinking about the medium, we think about a, a content priority versus a medium priority mm -hmm. or a channel priority, right? The, the way that, that content was structured traditionally in television is, okay, in the medium of television, there are these channels, and on these channels, there are these shows, you know? And Although that sort we didn't of really see themed breakdown. channels until cable. Cable television, cable really, which we made, kind of skipped over. Yeah, but, but cable made it possible to have a channel dedicated to kids, right. or a channel get, dedicated to science. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas when it's all broadcast, it's much more limited Definitely. because you've got six channels or three channels. Mm -hmm. Then we can talk about the precedence for that some yeah. other time. But like, so, so now we, we come at it as, okay, content is king now. Mm -hmm. So I don't think, there's some point at which I stopped thinking about it as television and I start thinking about it as shows, you know, just, just shows. Mm -hmm. Like, so that the, the, the content becomes the unit of of thought, right? Yeah. Because the internet is, is everything. The internet is text, the internet is audio, the internet is video. And so you need to start thinking about... The internet is not smell. It is not smell. We don't have the smeller net yet. No. I don't want that. I don't, I don't want that. There is no, like, smell-o-vision, you know, it's a joke. It's a joke. There's no, that's not gonna... Although, um... There is a thing, I know. Well, no, no, Wild Thornberries. One, I think it was one of the Wild Thornberries movies, or maybe one of the Rugrats movies, or maybe the one where they intersected. Um, where you got, yeah, it was later on in the universe. Yeah. Um, Rugrats Go Wild, that was the name of the movie. I think it was that one. Yeah. Where you could go get a Burger King or something and get a card that had little numbered scratch and sniff things on it. And the movie would flash a number, and you would scratch number three and smell it while you're watching the movie. And so Why? they were in a strawberry field and it smelled like strawberries or something, which in my mind was one of the best like ways to do smell-o-vision. Like it's not perfect. Right. Cause it's, it's sort of the, the, you know, okay. Put on your 3D glasses now. Put on now. your 3D glasses now or like, yeah, turn this page in your, in your book yeah. when, when you get to this part of the video. But still, whatever, you know. I mean, like I, I found that pretty clever for a way yeah. to, to bring a new sense into the world of TV yeah. or movies or what have you. Um, I, I don't I think it, it caught on. So, so there's there's then a different different modern ways of defining. Okay, what part of this thing that's distributed on the internet is television? Mm -hmm. And it's like, all right, well, and this then becomes kind of the deferential means of defining it, which yeah. is all right, well, the it's the stuff that the television networks put call onto called <laughs> call TV or the stuff that they yeah. put onto their internet distribution, mm -hmm. which is you know through their website or whatever. 
took them a long time to sort well, of be we, okay and with that. We've seen things like webisodes. Those webisodes, are popular. Webisodes, yeah. Um, you know, um, web series is a common Well, but webisodes were usually like tied to Battlestar Galactica had a series of webisodes mm -hmm. tied to the main series that was going on Razor. But it was always, in, and again, you know, deferential to mm -hmm. this, the main thing, which was television. And, and in a lot of ways, and I think by the numbers, television is still huge. Oh like, yeah, like yeah. People watching traditional TV on either through cable, and it's changing, but it's it's still the otherwise. majority of people watch TV on their TV, right? With a and remote it's, it's in a their lean hands. back experience. They're yeah. often doing other things while they're watching it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a communal thing. It's lean back. Yeah, it's lean back, not lean forward. I hear that used a lot. Is like television is the thing that you lean back for. Um, and video or sports, and you go, yay team, right? Go yeah, sports team. But then you're still you're on Catch the edge. That. Well, no, but it's yeah. yeah. I'm just saying you physically lean forward more, right? Although I, I see a lot of people consuming sports on mobile devices now. Like if you have a hmm. um, cable or or satellite subscription to a channel, mm -hmm. you can you can use that login information to get access to the internet broadcast of it into apps like ESPN or NBA huh. or whatever. Um, you can buy passes to go through the Apple TV. And, I know, yeah, I know you like, can do that, yeah. So, so again, it's it's getting very muddy. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're getting to that point where there's there's definitely some kind of a new thing happening. This mm -hmm. the you know the things that have traditionally been locked into a certain mode are being put into this new one. And, yes. And so part of what we're doing right now in modern times, is, and this is again through like practical considerations, is trying to define what is television. Mm -hmm. um, and so this kind of brings us to what we what we got on the subject for, which is today, February 1st, uh, Netflix launched House of Cards. And they launched it as the entire series, brand new, all at once, the first season. Well, mm -hmm. the first season all at once. The first chunk of 13 episodes. There's yep. apparently two sets of 13 episodes. They're going to make and or release a second chunk. But still, this is the first time that, I mean... A new show. Completely new show has been released all at once. Yeah. Um, so that people are actually consuming it for the first time. I mean, I'm sure there are people who did this who, like, at midnight... Sat down and watched it sat start down to finish. have finished it by, you know some point in the middle of the day yeah you know? um, <laughs> and they're like well that was pretty good you know <laughs> yeah and 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 the argument is that's how people consume tv right now particularly through netflix you know we talk about binging right shows you I'd... start to to delay the experience of watching television mm -hmm. it becomes less about when does it happen but where does or it if, happen? or if you're behind it and that's where that's where binging really right. came from is i'm behind on something i need to catch up and mm -hmm. so i'll watch 30 episodes in a row but I'm is like, that television anymore or then you you're just you're watching a show you're watching a show. Well, here's and here's where it becomes interesting. And this yeah. is, you know, like, we're talking about House of Cards, which I argue fits more into the traditional television mold because it's actually being sold as a TV show internationally. Mm -hmm. It's only on the U on Netflix in the U.S. Other places they're selling it to TV networks to be broadcast. Wow. Um, and so the rest of the world is experiencing it episode by episode. Potentially. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, and, granted, and we, we didn't talk about the international aspects of it and the fact that Canada gets it a day before somebody else does, which, oh which happens God. a lot and things so like that. So silly. Yeah. And that's just that's rights issues and negotiations and stuff yeah. more so than the medium itself. Which, you know, a lot of what the internet is showing is like, that's silly. Like, what yes. you're doing there is very silly. Like, mm -hmm. you, you have now the technical capability to do something and, and much we're seeing better. That, and we're seeing that outside of just TV. We're seeing that in lots of realms. Right. Uh, where video games are released on different days in Australia and the U.S. and the U.K. Mm -hmm. 
at different prices, no less. Right. And and it's sort of one of those, well, those guys are paying more than we are, but it's the same stuff, and we yeah. have conversion rates, and they're still paying more than we are, or we're still paying, you know, yeah. different amounts, and people get, it's, and it's, it's weird. So and it's it's the fact that, you know, we live in a world with borders, but the internet doesn't have those. Right. Um, well, the internet has less clear borders. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, th th there are still borders to it. I mean, there, there sure. are ways of lock, as we've seen, of locking down a geographic region yeah. from being able to access That's the true. internet. You know, that, I mean, with the Arab Spring stuff, mm -hmm. it's happening. The Great Firewall of China. Yeah, the Great Firewall of China. There are, there are, there are less visible borders. Yes. But at least for now, that there are international connections. There are cables mm -hmm. that run across the ocean. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Which is really <laughs> neat. I mean, a lot of people forget the fact that the internet is, is a very physical thing. Mm -hmm. There was a, actually a really good TED Talk I watched like six months ago or so. I'm remembering now, which is this guy who's, he does mapping mm -hmm. of all the international cables. And yeah. he shows like, there's, I mean, there are maps that exist out there of all the transcontinental and um, transoceanic trans data, cables, data yeah. cables, right? That, you know, and there, there are quite a few of them, but there are fewer than I would have thought, right? <laughs> and, and I mean, the cables themselves are, you know, bundles about the, the size of a dinner yeah. plate of optical cable. You know, they, yeah. they are not single cables. They are bundles of hundreds or thousands yeah. of yeah. individual yeah, lines, right? But, stuff, but, um, but the, you know, there's, it's, there's a very physical thing that you're transmitting all this over. Uh -huh. It's different from television. Television is very, you know, it's RF. It's, you know, yeah. unless you're talking about satellite internet, which eventually it does go back to copper or optical mm -hmm. wire connecting things. Um, which know, so does TV, though. I mean, so yeah. does TV. I mean, yeah, it, it has its origin point, but... Yeah. Um, and, and so then you get kind of the question of, okay, is it the medium itself that defines what television is? Is, is it... And what, I think right now... Is it the content? The answer is generally yes. Yeah. But it's um, starting to, The difference between a TV show and a movie is where we receive it. Okay. Um, or where it was meant to be received. Um, well, here's the thing. Sherlock, the, the uh, UK show. Right. Um, those episodes are an hour and a half long. They're movies. They're movies. Length. Yeah. But it's a TV show. And they're consumed on TV. There are, there are movies that are 60 minutes long. Right. That are produced for movie theaters. They're not wide, they don't get wide releases, but they show... The, James Franco just did one that was at Sundance. It was like 57 minutes. Okay. And it's a movie. Because it's on a movie screen. And so... Oh. And, and so so and, the medium and is the message. The fact that <laughs> TV shows tend to be an hour long or a half hour long is based on the medium... Mm -hmm. by which they're being transmitted in the structure around that medium. But when you, when you start to break down those limitations then, as the internet has done, yes. you can do anything. I mean, you can have episodes that are seconds long yes. or, or hours long. And, and, you know, or just and you don't have to have consistent lengths. Right. You know, it's, it's entirely possible that we're going to get a, an internet TV show, which is a, a, a weird definition anyway, well, where some episodes, where an episode's five minutes long or an episode's three hours long based on the needs of that episode. Oh, man. And what, what then is an episode? Oh. Because right now, lots of TV and those binges that we go on are based around, generally speaking, hour-long episodes. Well, there's, there's, there's considerations of attention span, right? Like, sure. You know, human beings have about a half hour. It's like 20 minute, 20 to 25 yes. minute attention span. But that doesn't stop them from making three hour-long movies. True, right? I mean, but... Yeah, and it, and it takes, then you have sort of fringe <laughs> content and all this, but uh, okay. But, you know, and again, like, we're, we're now getting into definitions of content, and a lot of, a lot of what has defined content are, were the technical limitations of the mm -hmm. medium. 
YouTube 10 minutes was a limitation on a the hard and fast limitation for a very long time. So, so what it what it fostered then was people working within limitations. Mm -hmm. Within that limitation, what sort of content you, can you create within 10 minutes? Mm -hmm. um, you know, multi-part stuff was there, yeah. but it wasn't. It wasn't as easily consumed. Well, one of the one of the biggest ones was the Guild um, mm -hmm. that that kind of hit it big, which is is great, by the way. If you're a nerd, go watch yeah. the Guild. It's good. Although it's funny because I haven't seen the most recent season. Oh. And I'll tell you why, and it ties into our conversation. Yeah. Is I consumed the first three seasons, and I've actually consumed all of them now this way, but I consumed the first three seasons on DVD, and on the DVD, a season is edited together as one big long episode oh. with one beginning and ending credits. Huh. That's about about the length of a movie. Right. And that's a season from all the individual 10 or so, 15, 10 to 15 minute parts. Not an episode. Not an episode, a season. A season. Um, you know, my DVD says season one and two and season three. Yeah. Um, and I've consumed all of the seasons except, except for the most recent one in that methodology. Like I started mm -hmm. watching, at the time, I think it was season four, that um, I started watching it and on the episodes online and stopped mm -hmm. and not because it was bad or because i wasn't enjoying it but and not for any reason and then when the, the season came out as you a whole, watched the whole i watched thing, that yeah. in an hour and a half uh, um, and so it's very weird that that's how i consume it and it's not designed to be consumed that way but that's how i've come to consume it yeah um, and have enjoyed it that way a lot um so i mean we, we and we've been going on this and i think we've, uh -huh. we've touched on all all the major components you know we've, we've touched we've on gone, a lot of them i wouldn't i wouldn't say all so so okay let's let's take a step back then uh -huh. let's, let's go second order and look at what we talked about so we we kind of started from a historical perspective mm -hmm. of looking at all right what what has tv traditionally been mm -hmm. how have other people defined it and, and it was the experience of it changed over mm -hmm. time um you know the the sort of technical aspects of it that that box it into that that category uh -huh. um and then sort of looking at um you know whether it's whether television itself or whether the medium is defined by the content and how the content affects it. We did that sort of at the end. Uh -huh. um, some other, you know, we looked at the etymological definition of the word, obviously. Um, and then just sort of talked about some, some various programs as examples. You know, one of the big parts of, of philosophy is the idea of the counterexample. Sure. You know, and, and, and I think an important thing for this, for any discussion of defining something, is you're going to have those fringe cases. Mm -hmm. um, to bring it into our, our current subject of television, when you first texted me about this, the way that you, you phrased it was interesting to me, which is um, that let's talk about the nature of television. Well, the that's, changing, that's what I meant, yeah. The changing nature of television. I would argue it's a little bit different. I don't, I don't think that House of Cards indicates a changing nature of television. I think it, it indicates a changing fringe of television because it's still well, in it's, the fringe. It's the fringe right now. House of Cards, Arrested Development, that's where the change is happening is at the fringes. Yes. Now, the nature starts to change. I mean, the, the nature of radio changed, I would say, with, with the introduction of podcasting, mm -hmm. you know, and that is a... It's still a separate form, I guess, because radio still is... Okay, let me think of a better example. Um, <laughs> um, think of a medium that got completely displaced by another medium. I wouldn't say there is one. You don't think that's ever... Well, yeah, okay. So, yeah, mediums continue to exist. We just keep inventing new mediums. And, yes. And content, then, can, can Content sort of will move from one to another. The radio serial doesn't exist anymore. No, it doesn't. In, but a, it, in any noticeable fashion. But the television serial certainly does. I well, see, I would argue that the radio serial did exist for. Or it, there are important instances where it's gotten resurrected, which are in like uh, the 
the I Love Bees ARG, the alternate reality game that, that was done concurrently with the Halo 2 uh, viral marketing, sure. was a radio serial. I mean, like serial radio drama. I never got into it, so I'm... Very, very non-linear. At least the parts were discovered non-linearly. Uh -huh. People had to sort of reassemble them. Um, still available somewhere online. I'm sure somebody's collected all of them. Um, but I would hope so. It, they are a series of audio... Okay. Performances with okay. sound effects, with you know actors, scripted scripted performances, which, which I would I would call as you were saying a fringe case. I'm saying and it's not a it's not a thing like at one point in time you had the Shadow and Yours Truly Johnny Dollar and the Phantom and the Lone Ranger and these are ones that have survived that I know about in 2013, mm -hmm. where it was that's how people consumed entertainment. Right. Well, and, and you know. That idea of consumption, mm -hmm. I, I feel like, is, is another... So we, we talked about that a little. Like, yeah. the, okay, the, the practical experience of it and how the experience of the thing defines the thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it does. I think, it, well, okay, so yeah. I think the way you consume well, something... I think it's one of the ways that it does. You know, and, okay. and again, we're, we're, we're coming about like the right way of thinking about this, if there is a... Right coming about, we're right. coming about a way of thinking about it. Right. <laughs> um, and I think for, so for television, we sort of discovered that maybe the, the, the deferential, the definite deferential and the practical strategies sort of intertwine. They, like, they, you they know, influence each other. They influence each other. I mean, I mean, we all have practical experience with television. I think that's, that's safe to that's say. That's pretty common, yeah. Um, we, you know, for deferential treatment of it, we kind of had to go to some official sources like Wikipedia, Oxford Dictionary. You mm -hmm. know, academia is very good about, about having this argument and trying to come up with, with rigid ways of defining things. Um, you know, I would say some categories. academia. I, I would argue that... I love that you my... say it, academia, like macadamia. That's, now, all, that's all I've always said. And now said I want a macadamia nut cookie. Well, is Tiff Treat still open? No, they're not. Nine no, o'clock. No, um, unfortunate. Yeah. But... It's as I've always said it, academia. Um, <laughs> I don't care how you pronounce it. It's it's one of them weirdies with the A on the yeah, like beginning. encyclopedia. Yeah, Encyclop you say encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. No, <laughs> no. What <laughs> says that? I say academia. But or academia. Academia. I'll yeah. say them both. I do say them both. I'm not. <laughs> okay. I'm not consistent. Encyclopedia, academia, encyclopedia, academia, academia, macadamia nut, yeah. the academy. Um, I, w I would argue, not have not having read Academia or the Academy's thoughts on TV specifically, you, we are seeing less overarching definition. And this is what this means. And here's the truth to the world. Mm. I think that's going, that's less common, at least in, with my experience with academic writing. It's right. much more personal and um, individual and experiential rather than universal. Um, no, I do, I do want to touch on, because I think something that's going to push it even farther than just releasing all the episodes at once mm -hmm. um, is going to be this new Arrested Development that's coming out in May. Okay. Where they, the, the producers have basically said it would be possible to watch any episode from this season in any order. Um, where they, because it's all it's 13 or whatever different perspectives on the same events happening in a very intertwined manner huh this is something that that and then they created a, a particular viewing order start here and here for for some narrative purposes and so some surprises are kept and this method of storytelling has mm -hmm. been done before i suppose like but but not 
Not in that way of like, here, you can choose the order in which Not you Not in the them. way where there are 700 minutes of media. Yeah. I mean... I mean, movies have done that where it's like five or six different perspectives. Yeah, on the same well, Rashomon is, is the classic example. Rashomon. Of here's perspective. Have you, have you seen Rashomon, by the way? Uh, have you seen no. any Akira Kurosawa movies ever? Uh, no. Okay, that's okay. I should. I mean, if you're going to see one, see Rashomon. If you're going to see two, see Rashomon and Seven Samurai. Okay. Um, there are, of course, tons of others, and, and all of them are worthwhile, but I haven't seen them, so I can't speak to them. Um, Rashomon is, is, I mean, there's a reason it's the go-to example for this sort of stuff. Okay. But it was, it was um, first. It was first the definitive. Film. Definitive. Okay. I, I don't know if it was the first, but it was it was incredibly definitive in in the multiple perspective world, mm-hmm. and it was it's the same story told four times by four different witnesses or okay. participants, vastly different each time. Hmm. Um, and there is no answer. There's no one. And then, then nobody comes in and goes, but this is what really happened. Uh, so you, you're kind of either left to decide or left to sort of construct something for yourself that's a synthesis of all of them. Or... It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, ooh. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> all right. It's good. Yeah. Um, but, um, so that's, so I mean. So this Arrested Development. Arrested Development is. is... And, and again, they're going to drop them all at once. Uh-huh. So. You can you could you know shotgun them if you wanted sure. to, but that that will probably get confusing very quickly. Yes but and no, because I don't know what's the right way to experience. I don't know that like a that. show like that constructed in this way, not having seen it, and so I, I having seen it, I may have a different opinion. Yeah, but from the way it's been described, I don't know if a show like that could work on a weekly basis. No. It really. I really don't know that. I it don't could. think that would hold an. You know. Okay. So th- this is a, another thing. Is you know the medium itself defines the content. Yes. In the it's a inner relationship. You know. And and I would love to see it try. And um, Phineas and Ferb actually did an episode once. Um, which if you haven't watched Phineas and Ferb, pick an episode on Netflix and just chow down. It's okay. fun. It's good. It's. Right. I mean, it, it's quality kids programming. I'm, okay. I'm kind of surprised there's not a bronies for Phineas and Ferb. Okay. Um, I mean, there's no humorous juxtaposition, juxtaposition there. Furbies. There's no humorous juxtaposition between the two, yeah. like <laughs> like the bronies and the um, the My Little Pony. But it's a it's a quality TV show for kids. Yeah. Um, anyway, they did an episode where. The first, because like most kids' TV shows, it's broken up into two half story, two mm-hmm. stories, you know, about eleven minutes apiece. Right. Uh, my Little Pony doesn't do that, but a lot of TV shows do that. Um, particularly from my my young age, when I was a kid, almost every cartoon I watched was split like that, where mm-hmm. it's here's a story that's before the commercial break, after commercial break is a different story, um, and generally there there were two were were tied together only by the fact that they were the same. Characters. There wasn't mm-hmm. a thematic connection between them. But Phineas and Ferb did an episode. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm talking a lot. Yeah. But that's what I do on the show. Yeah. There was an episode where the story was told from one perspective of Phineas and Ferb going on their adventure and sort of periphery characters and things like that. And then the second episode, or second story in that same episode, was this periphery characters telling their story. And seeing what they're doing while Phineas and Ferb are doing their other stuff simultaneously. Oh, man. Um, and so it's kind of one of those, as you're watching, you're going, hey, wait, ah, okay, cool. Oh, oh okay. Um, and, yeah. that's, and there are other shows that have done that. Um, Leverage did an episode of that. They did the boys' night out job and the girls' night out job, where they split the team into two halves. And, oh, and again, two stories simultaneously, but you experience them 
one after is, another. I, you know, but that's it, but again, that's like on a, on a small this is micro like one, level. two or three. One, this two, is like or three. Every this single is, character in Arrested Development is getting their own perspective. Yeah. I mean, that's maybe not every single, but there's 13 episodes. A few of them have two episodes, like Michael Part One, Michael Part Two. But still, it's one of those. It's like this is something on this scale has not happened before. Well, and, the, and this, this is society. this is I mean, way bigger than than Hamlet and Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. I mean, which is which is a good example of that sort of what. <laughs> this is Hamlet gets his own story, and Rosencrantz and Guildenstern get their own story, yeah. and Ophelia and Hamlet's dead father as a ghost, and the queen and the king and Yorick's skull all get individual stories. Which, by the way, is coming out as a choose-your-own-adventure book called oh, "To Be or Not to Be." That is right. the question. Or that is the adventure. That is to be or not to be. That, that is, is the adventure. adventure. That's the name oh, of the, okay. the um, book. It's too late to buy it right now because the pre-order says time has ended. But, oh no! But eventually it'll come out, and you can just buy it. But you can you can order order it, right? Not right now. Not right now. Oh, no, because okay. hmm. um, it's not being printed yet. He's doing the first print run, um, plus the um, he. Because the Kickstarter was incredibly successful, he made it an Alas Poor Yorick is the name of the prequel okay. about Yorick as the jester for young Prince Hamlet as another choosable path adventure book oh. set like 25 years earlier or 10 years earlier or whatever. And he's flipping the, the thing on the set because you're familiar somewhat with choose your own adventure books. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know how nine times out of ten you die? That's sort of like the running joke. Yeah. Well, in Alas Poor Yorick, your goal is to die. Because Yorick is the skull. Oh. And so he's, he's sort of, he's flipping it on its head a little bit, apparently. <laughs> Ryan North is a mad genius. We're getting way off track. We are. Well, but I mean, that's, Arrested that's Development, I think, is going to be potentially a lot like a choose-your-own-adventure story. Okay. And I can't wait, because I know it's going to happen. At some point after the new Arrested Development comes out, somebody will edit all of the pieces together into one gigantic narrative where all of the you get all of the information in chronological order without all the, oh. the repeats of stuff oh. Oh. and i think it will ruin the, the structure of the episodes well because then that's applying a structure to yes it. and i think it will ruin the structure of the episodes huh. but i can't wait for it to happen okay just like in memento you've, you've seen memento right yeah there's there's an edit where it doesn't there is a there is a yeah. a narrative beginning to end Edit where it's, it's like it's not good, is it? I haven't watched it because it's not going to be good. Cause I, I, no. it, it, the the structure is so much a part of the story, oh. as it is with any good story. Okay, the structure is a big important part of it. Is how it's told as matters just as much says as the what's structural told. dramaturg. Says the structural <laughs> dramaturg. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. There's a reason Memento is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> Top five easily. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I love the fact that somebody is going to at some point. Take season five or four of whatever we're calling it of Arrested Development yeah. and edit it into one giant, probably three or four hour long episode where we see the same things told in chronological order, creating a supposedly objective cut, which is probably what they should call it. And An they should put objective cut. in air quotes. <laughs> so it would be subjective. Well, then, I mean, well, the idea it's being naturally that if, a subjective thing. Because well, the, the idea being that if you cut all these, these repeated scenes together where you see something mm -hmm. and then you see the second half of it after the fact, 
that we're getting the the god's eye view of okay. it okay yeah and thus making it objective uh -huh. but you should also put it in air quotes because right. the quote-unquote objective i don't know kevin it sounds like this might be a an interesting thing for you to do oh i'd certainly love to i do not have the editing skills for it i okay. don't think yeah. i mean well because a you got to capture all of everything yeah. then you got to catalog it all mm -hmm. then you got to splice and dice it i would venture to guess that it would take at least a week of somebody working full-time on it to, yeah oh no it's, it's going to be something yeah. that's going to be big like as far as the fan of the community is concerned it's but there's somebody deal. out there who has nothing better to do oh god i hope than so do that um so. <laughs> i because i want to see it again hey, after i've consumed if it. it's one of y'all our fans credit us for the suggestion just a little shout out just put you know Check out badphilosophy.com at the end. You yeah. know, whatever. Who was listening to Bad Philosophy? Had idea, did thing. Thanks, yeah, guys. You know, whatever. All you, right. don't have to, you don't have to. Well, we, I, I feel like we've, we've gone long enough on we've this. Won, and, uh, we've rambled enough. Yeah. We did some philosophy. We did some philosophy. Went out on rabbit trails, came back around, and uh, I think this episode, you know, to, to go meta, was a uh, mm -hmm. you know, pretty, good, pretty good application of the philosophical method to a very straightforward. Yeah. So what seems to be, you know, for, for most people would immediately answer it. It's just like, oh, well, television is, is you know, that thing you watch in your house. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then just sort of be done with it. Um, uh -huh. But I think we've, we've had, we've learned some things. We've learned some things. We've maybe come to some different conclusions and maybe you yourself have some uh, ideas for what, sure. what television is. Um, you know, Phil, if you feel we've omitted some uh, important ways of, of thinking about this, mm -hmm. uh, this topic, um, feel free to, to comment. We do read all of our comments. We um, do. At we the do moment, we have a very small number of them, which makes it easy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll um, often respond, um, although would not like all more. the time. Uh, and of course, I am participating in the Intro to Philosophy Coursera course. I will be posting weekly uh, updates. Is there on... a syllabus for that course? There is. I I'm curious to as to what's in it. Um, well, I'll, I'll read it off to you, actually. Um, the or at least your readings syllabus well the readings are not all there yet but this okay. is the basic breakdown um, what is philosophy what is knowledge and do we have any minds brains and computers morality objective relative or emotive should you believe what you hear are scientific theories true and time travel in philosophy hmm. so in a nutshell uh, epistemology Mm, ethics philosophy of mind yeah. uh, ethics uh, more epistemology <laughs> coming from another way uh, and then two things on philosophy of science I would say or maybe one thing that kind of intermits a bit so you know, and he admits in the in the first episode here are some things we're not going to cover uh, you know existentialism um, philosophy of religion like structuralism this, you talk about structuralism uh, probably, yeah, not, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, and, and I realize I'm biased and I'm focused, but I feel like structuralism and post-structuralism is so at the heart of all of this stuff that it's almost doing a disservice to not acknowledge it, but yeah. um, well, I understand why they don't. Well, they, they do indirectly. I mean, he, he links to a metaphilosoph very long metaphilosophical discussion <laughs> from the Internet Encyclopedia <laughs> Philosophy, and that includes a quite extensive section on post-structuralism. Better. So, uh, well, we thank y'all for listening, and uh, we hope that y'all will join us uh, next time and next week here on Bad Philosophy. Kill your Welcome to Bad Philosopher, episode uh, 370 something. <laughs> We're old. I don't know. Still 
honestly, I honestly don't know what episode this is. I'm still like, riding a bicycle, but I do it with my hands now because like, my knees are gone. We're not near the 300s, obviously, but if we if we <laughs> say we did 100 episodes in three years, yeah, 300 episodes only is 10 years. That's a decade. That's uh, not. <laughs> no. I mean, in 10 years you'll be like 30 something. That's not exactly old. Not exactly. And we've already got five under our belt. We do. Which is to say, we only did 130 episodes in five years, so that 300 ratio is not exactly on par. It's Graph was freaking awesome. Just yeah. the fact somebody made it. Um, also, somebody it's all from, downhill from also here. somebody from on the other side of the planet made it. And probably in just like uh, in three seconds. No, I don't. I don't, I don't care that, that the right, effort went yeah. into it. I care that somebody yeah. from the other side of the planet, from where we live <laughs> and exist, some dude in New Zealand listens to us. I mean, that's that pretty graph. cool. Like that's that is kind of cool. <laughs> I find that super exciting. Yeah. Kill. Soap for sore eyes. I don't think you have to think about it too much. <laughs>